Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. How would you feel about the lockdown being extended? The Chief Medical Officer, Tony Houlihan, has said that it is too early to say if Ireland's restrictions on movement will end on Easter Sunday. Tony Houlihan was speaking as it was announced a further 13 people had sadly passed away from COVID-19 in Ireland. The total deaths in Ireland now stands at 98, uh, with last night's announcement of 402 additional cases, bringing the country's total now to 3,849 cases. By the way, there's, there's a positive story in that. And I know... Uh, my condolences to all those people who've lost somebody. Um, but there is a positive story in it. And I'll tell you the positive story. You might be saying, are you mad now? No, the positive story is nearly 4,000 positive cases tested. And their ones tested. That doesn't include the amount of people who haven't been tested. Realistically, if we estimate it, there's probably tens of thousands of people who've had or had or have COVID-19 in this country. And to think that 98 people have died, that shows a really low mortality rate. So that's good news. That's a good news story. That shows us that the majority, the vast majority of people who get COVID-19, and many of us will get it, uh, the vast majority will have very mild symptoms or may have no symptoms at all, or even if they do have worsening symptoms and end up something similar to the flu and kind of bedridden for a week, um, you're not going to end up in ICU, you're not going to end up in hospital, and you're not going to die from it. So the vast majority of us won't die from this. I mean, that's a re- if you look at even those figures, based on the ones that were tested, not the ones that we don't know about, nearly 4,000 people and 98 people died. That's a really low mortality rate. Nothing like Spain or Italy at the moment, and hopefully that doesn't get any worse. Um, now, of course, more people sadly will die and more cases will be found. Uh, but Dr. Hula had echoed sentiments voiced earlier by Tanisha Simon Coveney that the ban on non-essential travel, uh, the restrictions on gatherings and the closure of non-essential businesses could remain in place until the end of this month. And Coveney said it's difficult for us to say with certainty, uh, but we won't be surprised if we find ourselves getting closer to April the 12th that we actually have to ask the public to work with us again and ensure that we continue to see the benefits of the measures that we have put in place. He went on to say we'll know fully towards the end of next week what position we're actually in. We'll be able to make a better assessment of where we stand. Uh, Do we need further uh, improvement or have we in fact turned a corner? Now, I want to know how you would feel about that. You know, he said that lifting restrictions would be done only if a robust tracing and response capacity was available. And Dr. Houlihan said Ireland is not yet on course to avoid the nightmare scenario of healthcare capacity being overwhelmed. So it's looking likely. That's all I'll say. I'm not going to say it's a defo, but it is looking likely that we'll have to go through. I mean, it'll be two weeks since the serious restrictions came in, the very strict restrictions that Leo brought in last week. It'll be two weeks next Friday. And um, if we have to extend that by another two weeks, how would you feel about it? Would that be okay? Could you deal with it? Would you be all right with it? Not leaving the house again for another two weeks? Let me know how you would deal with that. And maybe you're a business owner. How are you currently dealing with it? Are you managing to keep your business afloat? I know it's not open, but are you managing to keep your staff on the books? Do a little bit of work in the meantime in the background. Maybe you own a shop or an electronic shop or something that's not a necessary service. Are you managing to keep afloat? Let me know. Do you think another two weeks will kill it all together on you? Uh, James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Uh, good afternoon to you now. Good. I hope you're keeping well. Uh, I see your fellow citizen was on there a few minutes ago. Yes, I was listening to him. <laughs> yes, Michal. Do you like him? 
Ah, he's all right now. He's okay. I mean, yeah, he's not the worst in the world. Sure, he's not. Oh, no, he's a he's a uh, decent skin. I've met him. Said he's a very affable man. Very yeah, pleasant kind of man. Yeah, and uh, I suppose he'd be all right. But uh, he's a politician at the end of the day, too. You know what I mean? Sorry, <laughs> he's a politician at the end of the day. And of course, he's a cockman, <laughs> so I, I'm <laughs> naturally a bit biased now. Yeah, well, James, how would you feel about... You know, I mean, obviously, you're in the over 70 category, so you're in the strictest regime at the moment of lockdown. Yes, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. How would you feel about another two weeks of it? Well, the thing is now, I suppose it's easier for me at my age now. I wouldn't be going around that much anyway, you know, compared to what I used to be doing when I was younger. Yeah. So, uh, as I said to Ashley, I'm a little... Wait, what were you doing, what were you doing when you were anyway. younger? What were you doing when you were younger, James? Well, I'd be getting around more now. Ah, right. Sorry, I thought you were up to no good. Sorry. Well, probably wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, so it's easier for me. So I can understand. I know many people, even I, only, I know even people my age who are very outgoing. Now. They hate being at home uh, like this. But uh, to see, I suppose people should look at uh, at the house now as more of a, a refuge than a prison because it is definitely a refuge for the elderly now. Yeah. But here's the thing, even if they lifted the restrictions on the 12th of April, which was what we were asked to do, right? So if they turned around on the 12th of April and they said, you're a grand now, off you pop, off you go, but you know, take it easy, right? And maybe they left the cinemas closed and the big gigs and the football matches closed just for the time being, right? But they opened businesses again and opened yeah. doors and restaurants and a couple of things like that. I think as a 70-year-old, I would feel a little bit unsure about going back out again. Just, and I don't want to frighten oh, I, I don't want to frighten people would, the but, uh, I, 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 I'd say looking at it now like what I've been hearing last year, they, they won't now they're not, good. They're not no, going to lift those restrictions most, most on, likely not. on Easter Sunday well certainly not all of them they, oh. and, and the suggestion is that going forward if we see a little bit of a light of the tunnel it will be a relaxing of, of the restrictions yeah, so the gradual going back yes. to normal yes. yeah. I'd say now you won't see anything now till maybe towards the end of the month I'd say mm. maybe the, sec- the next review like to say that we, this, this review now will be Easter Sunday, the next review then will probably be around, what, maybe, what, 26th of April, if it's okay. a fortnight again. I'd say that even then you might see some sort of easing come in, we said, at the start of May. Uh, I, well, I'm only predicting, because there's no doubt about it, as you said earlier on there now, and you're always, in fairness, trying to keep people upbeat. The news is kind of good. It is positive uh, and news. And Dr. even Dr. Holden was saying last night, and that term they're using, the, the curve is flattening now, now. Yeah, but and I mean, then, I, I, not, well, not, not just the curve. Flatten it more. Yeah, not just the curve. And, and, and in fairness, you know, if we look over the last week of figures, you know, there was one day when we had over 20 deaths. But well, we haven't had a day with over 20 deaths since, which is, a, which is great news. And, and by the way, I, I, I'm saying this with a heavy heart all the time, that I'm conscious of the fact that people will be listening who have a loved one who did die in that 98 people, right? Yes. So, I mean, my condolences to all those. But in saying that, when you see that, you know, we've, we've 3,849 3, positive tests. Now, that's a nonsense figure. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful to Tony Hulan, but realistically, there's probably 10,000 people out there with it. You know what I mean? We're not testing everybody, yes. okay? And many people, particularly younger people, um, you know, wouldn't even notice they had the symptoms. Yes. So to think that 98 people died, and if we're conservative, and we'll even say 5,000 people have it, which I, and that's, that's really conservative. I'd say it's probably closer to multiples of 20,000, but however, we've been said 5,000. It's a really low mortality rate. Oh, so, yes. so it's, 
you know, from our point of view here in Ireland, our experience is good so far, and I hope that doesn't get worse. Compared to the horrors of Spain and Italy now. Absolutely. I mean, that is a horror. Mind you, I know Italy have always had an issue. If you go back to 2013, I think it is, between 2013 and 2017, 30,000 people died of respiratory problems in Italy anyway. So there's an issue there with the lifestyle and the way grandparents live with children and live with, you know, with grandchildren. So there's always been an issue there. Here now, in the next couple of days now, which is more good news, UCC, which are doing a lot of research, the university, they are now going to move into the hospitals here in Cork, the Mercy Hospital, the Cork University Hospital, with combinations of of medicines to test on patients there who have the COVID-19. Well, I, I think I think a game changer, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to come to a break in a second, but the game changer is going to be these new tests. If indeed they prove to be successful, they're still testing them, uh, but they will be available, they're saying, either late next week or the week after, and they'll be available on Amazon and Boots. And these will be home test kits. You just buy it, you stick a little pin brick like diabetes, you stick it in your finger, uh, put the little drop of blood on the gadget, and it'll tell you whether you've had it or whether you have it. But then the medicines they're testing now, now in the hospitals will be... Uh, you know, the medicines are available already. They're just going to try a combination of medicines on the patients to see, can they at least ease the symptoms? And I, and I think that's going to make a big difference. I think all these things will make a difference. Stay there with me, James. I've got to take a break. I want to come to Seamus straight after the break. The question I'm asking you is, are you comfortable with the fact that we may have to do another two weeks and possibly more? of this lockdown period. Uh, is that okay with you? Will you be bored out of your head? Uh, will you lose your mind? I mean, how are you coping with it at the moment? And uh, will you be okay with another two weeks? Now, one day shortly, we will be talking about how serious domestic abuse is taking place now in households where it is more evident as families are locked up together and also very serious mental health illness that have gotten worse and also recovering alcoholics back on the drink as isolation is the worst thing possible for these issues and the helplines are ringing off the walls plus social and civil unrest we are weeks ahead of you in lockdown in Spain and experiencing this in Ireland will experience uh, this uh, within Ireland will experience this within two weeks from now but governments don't want anybody talking about it well, that's a bit unfair because we have been talking about domestic abuse and we have been, and governments have been talking about it and Women's Aid have been talking about it and other organisations have been talking about it. I'm sure men's organisations hopefully have been talking about it too. So it's a bit unfair to say they're not talking about it. Just want you to say uh, lockdown is great and like a holiday. Social unrest is happening now and coming to Ireland next. You have to think how many are in, this, are in serious poverty. Okay, well, again, I, I'm assuming this person is texting. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Or texting from Spain. Oh, from Malaga. Oh, the Peter. Peter. I'll talk to him later on then, okay. Um, Peter, it's very different here. In Spain, I don't know how the government are paying people. And I know in Italy, people are starving and have no money during lockdown because the, the Italian government are not looking after people as well as our government are. So I think it's a different situation. But I'll talk to you a bit later, hopefully, Peter, about that. Uh, let me go to Seamus. Seamus, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? I don't know. Um, Seamus, I mean, the idea, firstly, I, I mean, you were talking about a Fine Gael are doing a, well, a reasonably good job, do you think? Uh, they are, so far as informing people like about what's happening. Um, they are, as you mentioned earlier on, they're all politicians, including Michal Martin, who was just on beforehand. But the only thing I'd be wary of, and I probably sound like I'm paranoid, like, but who couldn't be when you look at the state of the last 10 years as well, um, once the, 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 the current government? This, they are doing a good job in terms of informing people, okay? And as long as the numbers are going down, that's well and good in terms of the lockdown. Um, my only fear is that they'll use this as a, a tool of some form to keep themselves in power. 
So, you know, effectively screwing the country over or keeping some sort of, uh, like, uh, COVID-19 hold on the situation. In other words, if you, get, w- if you get rid of us, you're all going to have to pay loads of taxes to pay this money back. Oh, yeah, the usual crap, basically. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just wary of this, you know, like, you do listen to the rhetoric, you listen to what they say in the news and so on and so forth, like, the, the, the body language, you know, it's also, I know it is a serious situation, but, you know, if the numbers start to drop and we get to a point where other countries um, start to get back to normal, even within Europe, no, no, Italy is having an absolutely horrendous time and so Spain, you know, yeah. that's, it's awful, and Spain as well included. Like, but if things at some point, which they will do, go back to normal, and we see some sort of movement back to you know business starts moving and operating as normal, and yet the country, you know, the the the, the, um, the government has some sort of hold on the on the system here, uh, whatever but whatever means they do it, I'd just be wary of, of their um, their intentions. You know, will they use it to keep themselves in power? That's my worry. Uh, James, do you do you have that worry too? Do you believe that um, I suppose the the government will use this as some sort of tool, as uh, Seamus says, to keep themselves in power? I.e., you know, if you vote somebody else in or let somebody enter into government, they're going to tax you to the hilt to pay back this thirty billion probably debt. Yes, it's, it's a point. It's a good point that gentleman is making now. But the only thing is, I'd say that things will be a bit tougher right now when when we do get back to normal. Because, uh, you know, the, there's a lot to be sorted out, as you know, and uh, will, be, will people be able to keep on the people they have until the business picks up? So I wouldn't be that worried about that now. What I would say, though, and I think you said Peter was mentioning there about unrest and that, I was looking at a piece Italy, of Italy is particularly Africa, bad, yes. Yeah. And there will be a problem there now for the people. Already there's a, a, they're running around looking for food, and as you know, in places like the Central African Republic, terrible poverty there now. There's poverty all the time now. But with any kind of a squeeze like this on them, they're going to be seriously in trouble now. And, I'm, and we, you know what? In all of this, we have to say, and we have to be thankful that we do live in a country that oh, is reasonably yes. wealthy. Oh, yeah. And, I've, I've and you know, I mean, you look at other countries in the world that have no provision for people. They're closing down their businesses and not giving them a penny. Oh, yes. And there was one woman saying there last night, whatever business she has, you know, you know the way they're trying to... Sh- by, you know, there might be in the market selling stuff. She said, if I, have, if I haven't got that, I've nothing. Yep. I've nothing. If they throw me down, I've nothing. There's no social welfare in these countries now. There's yeah. no backup. There's no one giving them anything like we have here. Yeah. So we really should count our blessings now that we have this, these resources. And I was even thinking to myself yesterday, even though I, I, I detest the European Union now, I'm kind of glad now that we're really part of it, I suppose. Well, really. at this moment in time, it is useful, <laughs> I, I would imagine. Yes, we wouldn't want to be out in the cold now, now. Yeah, I, 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 I think day. everybody would agree with that. Uh, okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to, back to the original question. By the way, Seamus, do you think that the, the popular will handle another two weeks because that looks likely, doesn't it? I think, yeah, well, uh, I was Simon called me only about two weeks back before, um, and I think, uh, yeah, he was on another radio station, I shouldn't say. Uh, he, yeah. was on, he was basically speaking about this. You know, we were only into the, the first couple of days of the, the, um, the, the, the pre-lockdown, I suppose, when we were... Um, yeah, the, the first initial uh, restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the initial three or, two or three days, I think it was, and, uh, you know, everything was pretty much very quiet. Anyway, he was on talking about this and there was issues about getting a, you know, the, the, the Irish abroad home and so on and so forth. But he did mention in his own opinion that he reckons this will go on for four, uh, 16 weeks to 24 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's four months to um, six months. So 2020 is effectively a write-off. Oh, it is. I mean, six months takes us down to the end of September. You know, we're already heading into the Christmas period. I, I, I think there are people out there who believe... Collapse. 
I think there's people out there listening today who believe, God, I can't wait till the summer and you know, and running that's around and going on holidays. I, I, I don't, I just don't think it's that's going to be happening. No. 2020 is a right off now. I think they may, people may, may, may as well get their head around it, like these trips to Spain, the Canaries, uh, the Mediterranean in general, Italy, it's a non-runner. It's terrible, really. Like, Italy's going to suffer beyond belief. I, Italy could turn into Greece, uh, the Greece of, uh, what was it, eight or nine years ago? Yeah, yeah, I During do remember that, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were doing super runs on the streets. I mean, this is a country that began the way we live in Europe. And when you think about it, by the way, they had the best healthcare system in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And Spain's healthcare system is pretty top-notch as well, in all fairness to yeah. it. Like, but, but um, of course, these kind of things put massive pressure on the healthcare system. Loads and loads of people are texting in. Now, I don't know if I could suffer another few years of Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil. I think I'd like a bit of a change. I think that's what we voted for. Well, we kind of did. I mean, you have to remember, of course, they were all more or less had the same amount of seats. So not everybody voted for change. Actually, to be honest with you, the majority of people didn't vote for change. 25% of the population voted for change. Uh, So the majority didn't vote for change. So to suggest they did is kind of inaccurate, factually. Um, Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087 Although I do have a little bit of faith in some of the policies that have been recommended by Sinn Féin over the last couple of weeks. Uh, We've got a Maliki Maliki around Classic Kids. How you doing, Maliki? Good afternoon, Matt. Now, Maliki, as a solicitor, by the way, just how's the legal profession at the moment? Is it in turmoil? Are there judges actually hearing cases or what's going on? Well, there are emergency cases are being held, um, particularly, say, in, for instance, domestic violence um, applications. And there's no doubt that there are people taking advantage of that legislation to pursue applications that normally wouldn't have saw the light of day. But that, that's something we'll have to resolve in time. But just on, on, a matter, on your first question there, how people would feel about a lockdown, people would have no choice. We've moved into a, an era of totalitarian government where you're just told what to do. But isn't it in everybody's best interest? Well, only time will tell in that, in that Well, uh, Well, that's it. I mean, I, mean I, I wouldn't like to be the government to take a risk not to do it. Well, well Dan, you see, if that was the true position of the government, then there would be no... Um, flights coming into this country, for instance. The well, I, well I, I did put that to me, Hall Martin, and there are very few flights coming in. And, and in fairness, most of the people that are coming to Ireland are repatriation. Well, yes, but most of them are coming from countries where they've, they've lost their jobs and they're coming back here. Most of them are not coming for, back to work in the health service, despite what we're told. They're people who've lost their jobs and have no income wherever they are. And yeah, they're so they're back. coming from Italy or Spain or, or where, where, where it is. This is, is endemic. You know, we, we had, that's just progress. But there is, there is, by the way, there is a stipulation that anybody who comes back into Ireland or is repatriated has to spend 14 days in isolation. Now, I know well, nobody's it's, nobody's it's following that up. You know, it, it's you go home and you, you tell, you sign a form, you don't even have to sign a form. You but you're, but say, you're not yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, well, you're not going anywhere, man. Well, I don't know. But my, if I was coming back, if I was in Spain, I'd lost my job, but I was coming back to Ireland, and I get off at Dublin Airport, sure, where am I going to go? Well, sure, everywhere's closed. Well, you see, firstly, you may well say that, that you, as a responsible person, would do that. But we know there are many, ir- many irresponsible people out there who, who wouldn't do that. But let's uh, watch Harris on, on that program, that, that spin program, RTE ran after the news last night. And all he was short, what he should have actually said was the truth, was that if you get the virus, if you get the symptoms, go home, lock yourself in your house, because you're not going to go to your doctor, we're not going to let you. You're not going to go to the hospital because we won't let you. And if you survive... Fair play, and if you don't, that's not you, what he's saying. Well, that's and, and Tony Houlihan was quite well, Tony Houlihan was quite clear this morning I when he said, 
But, but okay, yeah. But I'm just saying that the government have been quite clear that if you feel that you have you're asymptomatic or that you are in any kind of danger or that you feel that you should be in hospital, you by all means contact your doctor to refer you to a hospital, just like you would normally. And by the way, that goes for what they're very concerned about at the moment is the amount of people who are not in A and E. A and E is empty at the moment. Uh, GPs' offices are very slow at the moment, and the reason is people are almost afraid to go to them, uh, even <laughs> even with other symptoms or other problems. They're being told not to go, and that's the input. The, the implication that's being given. I mean, well, you shouldn't be going if and you think of COVID nineteen. Like uh, you know, we, we talk. But about if, you, if you have a tummy bug, you should be going to your doctor. Six months ago, the people decided that Harris should go. Right, he was the most inept um, minister for health that we've had, following on from his party leader Varadkar, who was also minister for health, and the other potential Taoiseach Michal Martin, who was also minister for health. Tony Holohan was the man who said we didn't need an inquiry into the cervical smear campaign um, issue. You know, so these people have now rebuilt their credibility on the back of this. So but, do you think people are getting the, the, the population of national amnesia now? I'll tell you what's going to happen, Niall. If, because, you see, we have Harris... So will you, will, are you not going to give them any credit, Maliki, for what they're doing at the moment? I think we can only decide that. I think there's a huge amount of political opportunism in this, and they're using it to bring themselves back into government and rehabilitate themselves. There's no doubt about that. We had, for instance, Pascal Donoghue come out Three weeks ago at this stage, all going home. I've done a deal with the banks. Three months moratorium. Yeah, two, two weeks actually. It does seem like three, yeah. but it was two weeks ago, yeah. And that's not the case. No, it's not the case, right? no. You have to go beg into the banks. We saw, for instance... The but they have, they have relaxed the... No, the, the, no hold on. No, yeah, I mean, you could, always, no, you could always get a three-month moratorium. There was never a deal. Yeah, okay. There was no problem. But they have relaxed the rules in getting that moratorium. But the decision is still up to them. Yes. Right? Now, and you still have to pay interest on it, and you still have to recapitalise the end. What should happen? What the government should come out and say: This applies to all loans across the board, right? Because what what is happening now is that businesses, small businesses, are paying their loan repayments out of their reserves, effectively out of the money that they borrowed. Well, I, do me a favor, stay there for a second because I want to go to Anne. Who, now, before you, you just move on there. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm not moving on. At the same point, Anne has a small business. And and just I want to go to that point. So Anne, you have a small business. You've been closed for the last two weeks. Hello. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm. Uh, we ha- I have a family business. We've been in business for seventy five years. This November, we closed our door last Tuesday week because we knew it was the right thing to do. Now we were told to close a few days later. We are. That's it. We've no more income. Yeah. No more coming in. Have um, you got many employees, we, by the way? How many employees? Uh, we have one. Okay, only one. And okay, we had let her go. Okay. And myself and my sister are in the business. We're both now without an income. That is fine. But at the bottom line is, we knew we have to do it. I don't like when it's all becoming political. Because whatever government, whatever party you follow, the government that are in have a job to do. And I think they're doing a pretty good job. If you look at every other country in Holland... Poland, Spain, Italy, people are dying every minute. Well, po- Poland actually is, is, is handling it quite well, in fairness to Poland. I, I, well, yeah. I heard from someone else that do. But, you know, I mean, we've got to look at the broader picture. We don't want people dying. No. Um, I mean, our business, right, it's going to take a hit. And please, God, we will get over it. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, we know it's the right thing to do. We have to stay close. If we have to do another two weeks of it, so I yes. say fine. Okay, so we, and, and, you know, you, and will, you, will you be able to, if if we have to do another four weeks on top of what the two weeks were already done, let's just say worst case scenario, yes. or it could even be worse than that, yes. could, will you be reopening your business again? 
Of course I would. Okay, all right. But, but then again, it is, it, I have bills to pay. Of course, okay. Um, so you, but you have a small business with one employee, so it won't be as we, difficult, yes. But it won't be as difficult, but I still have bills to pay. We yeah. still have an overdraft to pay in the bank. We still have to pay our way. And we, you know, and we want to continue in business. And, and what do you do, what's your business, by the way? Do you want to give us a plug? Christmas the General Drapery here in Yall in County Cork. Oh, right, OK. Um, we're 75 Neville's Drapery in Yall County Cork. Right. We're 75 years in business. We sell men's, children's, babies, household. And we, you know, we have a family business. We have great customers. And I know they'll all come back to us. I, well, well, hang on, just, just on a final note before we get to the break. Because, Maliki, do you think the majority of businesses, 500,000 people actually unemployed suddenly in the last two, uh, two weeks, do you think the majority of businesses will reopen again? Or do you think there's a large percentage won't be able to capitalise to reopen? I think the reality is that this is going to go on for the rest of the year. Yes. And that an awful lot of businesses will have no capital there. And you'll find that the banks will yes. say, on your bike, you owe us money. Right now, just listening to, to, to thirty seconds. To, go for it. Yeah, what we're doing is we're writing off old Can people. Just, and John was right yesterday. Very seldom I agree with John, but I agree with her yesterday. And I think one of the sickening things about this is that all people who are dying aren't even being given the opportunity of a Christian funeral because the government has said no, and the churches, all of the churches, well, are, are But they are getting a Christian funeral. Just ten, more, no more than ten people can go because of common sense around the strategy uh, that no. we're using at the moment. Just very quick, I, I know, and you want to say something? Go ahead. I'm listening to that man there, and I don't get the reality of this situation at all. People are dying. We have to stay indoors. Our business is going to suffer big time this year and ho- we're hoping we'll get over it. We don't know. Uh, somebody says, Maliki, uh, the government are for the good of the people unless they are better actors than Liam Neeson and Killian Murphy. I could say your work is suffering and that's why you're mouthing on and giving out about it. Well, you can respond to that, Maliki, if you want to. Well, firstly, only time will tell. And I mean, this government didn't turn from being, and the HSE didn't turn from being the most inept government and, and health system for years into being one of the best in the world overnight. Now, there's... there's nobody, no, well, hang on, nobody said they're the best in the world, but you are in uncharted territory where there's a strategy in place. We'll find out very soon okay, whether that strategy well, works or not. And, and the evidence seems to suggest around the world that that strategy may work. Well, hold on. Leo Varadkar this morning only said, or, or last night, that the leave insert would certainly, would definitely happen in June. The dogs in the street will tell you that that's not going to happen, right? Well, it might happen. Well, yes, it might happen in some form. Well, what are we going to do? Have the kids doing it in their own no, house? No, they you suggested they, they might have to use the primary schools. Well, it's not going to happen. And, and right? put maybe four kids or five kids in each class at a social distance. And in the current environment, Niall, putting off the leave insert till whenever won't make a bit of difference. This is, again, locked into the idea that everybody does the leave and goes to college, and that has to happen in October, right? Now, if we listen to, to what Harris told us last week, right, that we were going to have, I can't even remember the number, something like 20,000 or 50,000 tests every day. Then it went down to, now it's down to, oh, we're going to have 5,000. And now we're actually having 1,500 because we don't have the test kits. Yet he tells us we're preparing for this from January. We don't have the PPE. Um, there was a question asked in Leinster House yesterday about a nursing home that had um, 70 staff members out of 200 who are um, tested positive. 19 out of 200 um, residents tested positive. And is this one of the clusters? And when Holohan was asked that question, he refused to answer it. Now, I think people are entitled to know the answer to those questions. Because if all of these clusters are in nursing homes, then there's a serious problem, particularly when Hickwell only the other day came out and said, oh, well, we better look into this. 
Surely that's something that they should have looked into in the beginning. See, Maliki, I, I know. I, 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 by the way, Maliki, I'm not dissing everything that you're saying. And I understand everything you're saying. And it is quite concerning when you've got that many cases and that many positive cases and that many uh, coronavirus cases in a nursing home, particularly where you might have elderly people, right? And that is really concerning. But yeah, what I'm saying to you is every day is a learning curve. Every day there's decisions made. Every day, be it Simon Harris, uh, Leo Varadkar, more so Simon seems to be on the news quite a lot more than, uh, than Leo, uh, Tony Houlihan. Um, and these people seem quite dedicated to what they're doing at the moment. They're making mistakes. There is no hold doubt. On, no. But hang on, Maliki, let me finish. No, hold on. No, they, I, I'm, not, I'm not blowing their trumpet. They are making mistakes. But, you know, but we're all learning. Hold on. We know that Italy is three or four weeks ahead of us. We should be learning by them. We know that, for instance, South Korea, who beat this, took certain actions, and they were X number of weeks ahead of us. We know that other countries were ahead of us, yet we're not doing that. I mean, for instance, they cancelled the rugby match a number of weeks ago, right? Seems like years ago at this stage, right? But they didn't cancel the flights coming in. There are still technically flights coming in from Italy, right, with people on them. That, that, you know, that is nonsense. You know, and one of the things that, that I mentioned just before the break, the news there, was about funerals. In Dublin, priests are refusing to have funerals. And the biggest, you know, and your other listener said, well, you know, 20 or 30 people can go to the church. Churches being the size that they are can accommodate big enough families with the social distance in, in place. And, you know, and, and people who would be of Christian mind should go back to the Bible and what Christ done with the lepers. It's the, the religious here are supposed to have a vocation, not to save themselves, but to save their flock. Okay, well, well, well okay. There's, there's a whole lot of questions there. And let me just go very, very back quickly to Anne as well. Anne Maliki makes some good points about, for example, the testing. We were told by Leo Varadkar that the reason we have a shortage of tests is because there's a major uh, world shortage of what they call the reagent, which is basically the fluid they mix the test. But that's only the latest experience. And, and, you know, uh, and to be fair, the companies that make the reagents, most of them are in the United Kingdom, there are some in this country, have come out to say this is absolute and utter rubbish. There is no shortage. The government haven't been in touch with us and nobody's ordered them. So there is a bit of uh, misinformation coming out. There may be a bit of misinformation. As you say, the government are making mistakes, but we are in, as you said, a a situation which we've never been in before. The whole world is in this situation, and I think they're doing the best they can. We have, I mean, this negativity about politics and a government when we should be positive and praising the workers out there, those staff, the nurses, the doctors, the cleaners, the carers that are out there doing their best they are really doing their best to help everyone. But, but nobody's doubting they're not doing their best. But no, Maliki but is saying they're using on. this for his... Uh, well, hang on, Maliki. Yeah, just, Maliki's suggestion is that they're using this particular moment in time, this pandemic, uh, for, for political gain. And people are forgetting, you know, what a bad job they've done over the last 10 years. I swear, if you're going to keep going back on the past and what people done, they're in a situation at the moment. I think looking at them, they are doing the best they can. They okay, are well, let's, trying. Let's just look at that. Very quickly, Maliki. Let's, let's somebody else I've compared the nurses and the, the HCAs in, in hospitals and the doctors to the, the young men who were sent out in the First World War out of the trenches, forced out to be shot and to be killed. Nurses are being told, and, and HCAs, remember most HCAs, a huge amount of them come from the Philippines and a huge amount of them are only on the minimum wage. And they're being told, you're in here, plenty of overtime, you can come in here to work until you get the virus and then it's basically, you're on your bike. And what do you say then to all the people who are actually what coming what? back? Hold and on. offering their services because they were nurses. Okay, and people, the it's, like the, it's like the war, but this is a different kind of war. Okay, people the go out and fight people? for their country. 
people are going out to fight for the lives of all our relatives and friends and neighbours. And that's what it's coming down to. Hold on, we have a place that has to play in this. And we can stay at home and mind ourselves. What did they say to the nurses who were to come back into the country? They came back in and then the first, they, they said that they, initially that they would pay for their, their badge, which need, they need to um, practice. I, then they said they wouldn't. And they, the nurses' organisations are now saying that's 500. No, no, no. They, they did waiver the fee, the fee, whatever the fee was to re-enter into nursing. The fee was waivered. No, it, it wasn't, Niall. Well, well, according, well, according to, to two nurses we had on the air two weeks ago, um, they told us that it was. Because that was the belief no. at the time. No, hold on. That was the belief at the time. But then they didn't do that. And they have to apply to the, the, the organisations to get that. OK, but I, I think the point that I think look, the point that Anna's making is, Malachi, and I, and I know you're kind of painting a very doomy, gloomy picture there, is that a lot of people wanted to do it, OK? Forget about the charge there for the moment where they did or didn't waiver it. Uh, a lot of people wanted to do it. They're now paying, of course, junior nurses, which they weren't before. Uh, now, there has been, uh, obviously, a bit of to and fro in relation to what they're paying them, but they are paying them, um, uh, and they weren't paying them before. And there has been suggestions as well that nurses and doctors should get some sort of bonus as well. I don't know how, who suggested that recently, but I did hear that recently as well. Well, well I suggested there um, recently to yourself, and I think you did put it out and you agreed with it, that nurses and anybody working in the healthcare system should be paid their gross salary, full stop. No, okay. I think okay. and, and, I, and I wouldn't disagree with that completely, but listen, I have to move on as well. There's loads of other people want to talk. We want to continue to talking about how business will survive if indeed uh, this is extended past another two weeks, because Marion, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Marion? Hi, Niall. How are you? You're running a guest yeah. house. Yes, Niall, I'm running a guest house in the west of Ireland, just a little guest house. Uh, we run it over nine months of the year, and then we take a few months off. Kind of like my retirement plan, so I'm kind of in a luckier position. Yeah. But my um, question really was, I had a, it took me a long time to get somebody who'd actually go on the books to work in these, you know, the paid minimum wage, you know, living yeah. wage at best. And, you know, when I advertised to get somebody years ago, I, I had loads of interest. But the minute I mentioned going on the books, and for obvious reasons, because I wanted them to be insured, I wanted for the three months they weren't working to be able to get, to be able to claim job seekers. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering what happens to all of these people now that they're really well, undocumented or whatever, and they're mainly foreigners, you know. Right, okay, people who are getting cash in hand, basically. Yes, yes. Right, right. and I know people give out, but I remember hearing you one time saying, they were, they were the backbone, they were holding up all the Well, the, well the, black, know, the black economy black exists in, in most countries, and it is essential. It's an essential yes. part of the economy, too. Um, the yes. black economy, I believe they reckon it could be worth about um, three billion a year. Um, the country, the black economy. Um, mm. That's where people are working for cash. And if you're right, if those people are out of work, they can't claim anything. Yeah, so that's kind of worrying. They'll be the new poor or the new homeless or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, um, really, my other, we're very lucky. It, it, this is kind of like, it's, I retired, I worked in the public sector, one of the lucky people who could retire early and set up a business. Now, I ploughed a lot of money into the guest house. So at the minute, you know, there is no money coming in, but luckily I'm on a, a little pension. Uh, so I'd be one of the luckier ones, um, and we will be able to continue to even if. How long do you think to, you can stay closed for before you? Well, luckily, because I'm I'm not so young now, I am. I can manage to stay closed really on for the next until maybe next year, you know. And okay. after next year, then I'd have to kind of because we would have bills like for having, you know, we would have loans out from the bank. Well, you're in a lucky position, having, I suppose, Marion. Uh, yes, compared to so most I'm businesses. luckier than the smaller businesses, yeah. you know. But my point is, I'm okay. Yesterday we were trying to cut out as many bills as we could. Ishka, I have to say, fair place, and while we scream about water charges, we pay water charges being a business. 
they were really nice. We wanted to put back as a domestic house until we, you know, until we open up again. And they have said, absolutely, we'll look at it. They, did. they were really easy to deal with. But who are a bloody nightmare are the banks. Um, I pay 80 euro a month for my credit card terminal. You know, that's how I take my payments. And I rang them and my husband tweeted the bank and I won't say which bank, but absolutely there is no way. They told us to get on to the ombudsman. There is no way. Well, we what, no, that which, which bank was it? Hey, was it AIB? Am bank I allowed to say which bank? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Bank of Flippin Ireland that I'm with since okay, I was Okay, so you're paying your merchant fee for your machine. Uh, and, yes. And what is the bill? 80 euro a month? Uh, it's, well, it varies depending. At the right. minute, it's probably at the beginning of the year. But it's 40-something a month, which is quite a lot when there's and, no and money coming in. Absolutely. And know? then they obviously get commission on the charges too as well. So that, you know, yeah. They, yeah. So, so they, yeah. they won't they won't allow you they to defer the merchant no fee. They dealing with them. Now, they were very nice. These are any people working in the office of or whoever they are, yeah. said, oh yeah, first of all, my husband, I rang them the day before and they said, I'm very sorry, hold on, we'll check with somebody. No, nothing can be done. Very sorry about that on your bike. And then my husband tweeted and they came back on straight away. So he was over and back all yesterday afternoon. So I'm the wondering if important. anybody else, by the way, in business, and I'm, most people use I'm merchant sure services. Are yeah. Oh, no, well, yeah. I think everybody in business uses merchant services now. Yeah. Um, so anybody else who was dealing with Bank of Ireland, because obviously you, that's the one you have a problem with, yeah. maybe if they can text us in and let us know how, how they get on, um, would they yeah. defer that payment um, for the merchant services? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and, and, they sh- and they should. I think. I think banks need to start playing ball because they have to remember. Of course, we own them. So I mean, oh, we bail yeah. them out <laughs> to the tune of forty-six billion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. They, so they need. I, they need to start playing ball with business now. Because in fairness, if they don't play ball with business and business goes out of business, they won't be getting yeah. any money. Yes. 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 Absolutely. I just found now not the people I was talking to. They're only staff working yeah. for them. But the banks themselves, I mean, we bailed them out. We, we're, paying, we're paying for it to this day. So I really think, and that's only one instance. I don't know, there are probably other yep. people who are having other difficulties with them, you know. But, um, well, I know people had difficulties with AIB during the week with the bank charges they were charging. Um, and yes. they came out of people's accounts during the week, which was probably... Yes. Um, and I know Sinn Féin uh, said that AIB should refund the bank charges. I don't know how far that they've got with that. But listen, it's an interesting point, and, and I wish you well yeah, and hope... Yeah, that. Yeah, and I just want to say, I'm certainly not a Simon Harris uh, fan, but I have to say, fair play to him. And I, the negativity that's out there about the government, these are human beings who have families. He's a young dad. He's, I think he's doing a Trojan job. Even though I wouldn't have voted for him the last, but I'll tell you, fair play to them. And people need to stop moaning, move on. And I think he's doing a great job in the government All and right. everybody who's involved. Thanks All right, that. thank you very much indeed, Marion. And I wish you well. Okay, and stay safe. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you, Nigel? How are you, Nigel? How are you? Good, Nigel. Uh, a friend of yours came home from where? Stockholm. From Stockholm. When was this? He, uh, he was home for eight days. He back. And he went back. And when did, when did he go back? This morning. Oh, he went back this morning. So the point you're making is flights are coming and going to some so places. Says, no, man. What's going on? When I was talking to him, I met him. At, I just met him. I met him at the shop the other day. And the, I was queuing up outside Tesco, the usual, 10 feet apart or whatever. And he just got out of his car and I was talking. Yeah, how are you going? Blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, he's home. Uh, going back Friday morning, no problems over there whatsoever. Bar's still open. He was in a bar there just before he went to the airport last Thursday. Had a few pints, got a taxi to the airport, uh, had a couple of beers in the airport, uh, on the plane and home. Right. That seems quite no, bizarre, doesn't it? No, no, well, he said he's gone from one... And was, he, and was he advised? Well, I mean, I don't know whether he got into that much of a conversation with the man, but was he advised when he came through Dublin Airport that he should isolate while he's here? I, I, to be honest with you, know, I don't be making up a story there to see... Just to satisfy you, I, I don't actually know the ins and outs, but the point of the matter is, 
He's been in and out of the country. Mm. The only thing, the only thing I will say. Inside the recommended isolation period. Yeah, but the only thing I will say, Nigel, is right. Is when he came here, he obviously came home to family, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah he, he, did, he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't really be going anywhere. So I mean, no, he couldn't be going anywhere. No, no. that's not the point. No, the point is, he's coming from a country that has no sort of no restrictions, uh, limitations, and no yes. restrictions to, in his movement to a country that has seemingly all restrictions to his movement, and then can go back to the other, reverse back to the other straight away with no implications. I don't get it, Niall. It does. It does seem counterproductive when they're telling everybody total, to lock it's down. Total, it's yeah. a total contradiction, Niall, is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an absolute total contradiction of what we're supposed to be doing. Surely to God. Well, I know. I know. Michal Martin mentioned earlier on ninety five percent of uh, they're down ninety five percent on the flights coming into Dublin Airport at the moment, and a lot of the people that are coming in are people who are repatriating or people who are coming home again, uh, like your friend. But obviously, he went back again. And the he's home for a week. He's always home for a He's he's doing. I know. I know. I know. He works. He's, he's a subcontractor for um, for Intel. Right. And he does a lot of his work is, is away from home. So he he he's grown up kids. He doesn't have any young kids around. Right? He just come home to his... his, his like no, no, just, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. There does seem to be a huge contradiction in the fact. The only thing I will say to you is that because we are in lockdown, essentially, that even if somebody does come here for a week period, they can't go anywhere and they can't do anything. So they're not going to interact with many people anyway. So no, that's, that's the only well, saving grace in it. The only, the only point I'm trying to make is, Niall, if, if... And it's not against him. He's doing what he's allowed to do. It's like everything else. Yeah. What I'm saying is, on his travel document, you know, when he's coming into a country that requires you or requests you to do a 14-day self-isolation, his return flight would have had only eight days on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, he would have, yeah, he yeah. flew from Stockholm mm, yeah, with course, a return of course, day yeah. eight days later in a country that you're supposed to be in for 14 days on your own. What? Yep. Okay. Are we not are we not shooting ourselves in the foot here now? I would completely agree with you, and I think we dropped the ball when it came to flights coming in from Italy two and a half weeks ago as well. So I think I think yeah, absolutely. I think there are huge mistakes being made. And just another thing, Noel, and I just I, not to get off the point, it, 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 it's about time people like Malachi, who I listen to all the time, he turns my stomach right. He stops this Sinn Fein party political broadcast. Like, well, Malachi's not a fan of Sinn Fein. He's not far. He's, 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 he's no, he's not. Ma- Malik, I can tell you straight off now. Maliki has always condemned Sinn Fein. He's not a fan against, of Sinn Fein at all. Against everybody else, he is Republican, but he's not a fan of Sinn Fein. But, but I put it to this way, Noel. If you put, the, if you turned to the pin of his collar, if you said Mary Lou Martin or Veradka, who would he pick? I don't know. Yeah, you do now, Noel. Well, I'll, I'll get him to text. I get him to text you the answer to that very question. If he if he was on a desert island and he had no choice and he had know, to pick yeah, one I of them, know. all right. I know, I know who he's picking. All right, well, you never know. Nigel, I'll ask him that very question. I'm sure he said, "Listen, Maliki, which one would you pick on desert island? You've no choice. You have to pick one of them. So, which is the worst of the three evils, as far as you're concerned?" Uh, Moria, thanks for that, Nigel. Moria on Classic Kids. How you doing, Moria? Hi, you know. Moria, you would be very upset. If I would, people started yeah, to, I, I, I suppose, ignoring the rules. Yeah, I think two weeks is a long time. Now mm. I'm actually cocooning because I've underlying health issues. Okay, you know, so two weeks has been really, really hard. Okay, you know, and you're bored out of your head. Absolutely. <laughs> There's Absolutely. only so much telly you can watch, isn't there, really? There's nothing on the bloody thing. No, I know, I know. You know what I mean? You can flick through, my God, how many channels is there? And go up and down them, and there's still nothing on, you know? Yeah, I know. So, like, so how are you it, occupying yourself? 
Oh, I'm doing twiddly things. I'm doing bits of art around the house and all. A lot of people have started to do kind of crafting and art. Yeah, well, that's well, I I do that. I do a bit of painting and stuff like that. You know, making cards and things. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but like it's very monotonous. I know, I know. And as well as that, we have a mobile home, right, out in Donabate, which we would normally go to the first of April. Yeah, and spend six months out there. We used to go on holiday. When I was a kid, we used to go on holidays to Donabate. Did you? <laughs> it's a great spot. I, I no. We used to go to Rush and Donabate and Lusk on holidays to caravan parks. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Well, I would I would normally spend six months of the year out there. Yeah. Right? And I think that would be the safest place for me. But right. no, you can't go in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I understand. In, in theory, it, it would be fine, probably, to be honest yeah, with you. But they've closed totally the caravan park, so you can't do it anyway. It's totally safe for me yeah. because you're in the middle of the field, no callers. I put a sign on the window and all before the first of April <laughs> to say, social isolation in progress here. <laughs> yeah, social you know, isolation so in progress. No well, maybe maybe when they start to ease off on the restrictions, maybe yeah. in, an, in the coming weeks, hopefully, you know, I they'll allow they you to do to, things like that. No, they have to look at people's mental health as well. Oh, that, well and that has to be a huge factor, absolutely. And I think I think the government you know, will have to look. I mean, we're seeing problems in Italy and Spain already, yeah. whereby people who have been social isolating for the last four weeks are now becoming impatient. Yeah. And, you know, and there has been looting and there has been, you know, episodes and some videos online of people and the police are having a difficult time trying to control people not coming out because people are getting a bit tired of it now. And yeah, in fairness yeah. to Simon Harris, he did say from the very start when he was asked about lockdowns and they didn't want to introduce it too quickly, there's a time and a place because we can't do it for too long. Yeah. You well, know, because okay. they can't keep you locked up forevermore. Well, it's like being in prison. <laughs> I know, but it is for your own benefit because because obviously you're a vulnerable person. I can't even go to the shop. I know. You know what I mean? But I mean, if they turned around on, say, on the 12th of April next week and said, all right, we're lifting all the restrictions, just in theory, like that's not going to happen, I don't think. But no, we're lifting all, But would you feel actually confident going back out? I don't think you would. I would out to Donabate, yeah. Out to Donabate, Because I know okay. I'm safe out there. I know I'm safe out there. Right. So you'd be um, just going in the car I, to there and that'd be oh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 That car from the door here. Yeah. Straight out there. And what's, by the way, what's wrong with you, Maura? Oh, that's, that's, that's for another show now. All right, okay. I okay. put it this way, I'm not mobile. You know, okay, I'm all right, okay. Bound, so, all you right. Know, I'm sorry to hear that. I could, I could keep you going there all day now. There's a list, my is there? Issues. <laughs> There's a list. <laughs> you are, are you keeping the HSE in business? <laughs> I am indeed. All right, well, look, I wish you well and I and stay Thanks, safe and, and I hope things work out for you, all right? Thank you. Thank you, Maura. All right, lovely to talk to you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.